Chapter 18 of Stories of the Royal Humane Society by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Visit to the Receiving House. It is a well known fact that the operations of the Royal Humane Society are neither understood nor appreciated as they ought to be by the vast majority of people many regard the institution as simply a medal dispensary and they are utterly ignorant of its real nature a visit to the receiving house in hyde park would open the eyes of the public to the scope and value of the work carried on for there the society can be seen as it were in its working dress the receiving house is situated on the north bank of the serpentine and contains besides accommodation for the resident superintendent and boatman two wards a surgery and a committee room the wards are furnished with two baths and seven beds which can be heated with hot water the object of this is to keep up the temperature of the body after the removal of the patient from the warm bath to the bed there are also two hollow iron tables with pipes leading to a boiler through which the hot water circulates by this means the hot water bottles etc are kept constantly warm and the rooms at a high degree of temperature throughout the year about two tons of water are kept constantly hot and a warm bath can be obtained at any hour of the day or night the wards and everything in them are models of neatness and cleanliness the red and white bed quilts in the one and the blue and white in the other give the rooms a pleasing and almost a cheerful aspect warm dressing-gowns of grey flannel lie ready on the tables and all that is wanting to complete the picture is a case on the wall hang the cork jackets and sou'westers of the society's icemen and by the side of each a lifeline is suspended in a cabinet in the committee room there is a grand array of life-saving appliances past and present including models of ice boats rafts to be used in the event of shipwreck lifebelts lifelines folding ladders etc among the number there is one lifeline which is especially worthy of notice it consists simply of two circular pieces of wood connected in the centre by a stout metal pin round this a length of strong canvas tape is wound until it is nearly flush with the edge of the wood to the end of the tape a metal ring is fastened the whole thing can be carried in the pocket without any inconvenience being about the same size as a surveyor's tape measure should any one break through the ice the benefit of this invention becomes apparent the iceman passes the ring over his thumb and rolls the drum in the direction of the immersed person who seizes it the tape is sufficiently strong to support the weight 
till further assistance can be rendered if necessary a rope can be attached to the ring which the immersed person pulls towards him and can then be drawn to firmer ice it would be well if such an appliance was in the possession of every skater here the visitor may see the apparatus which was formerly used for the double purpose of inflating the lungs and injecting tobacco smoke with a view to restoring suspended animation it consists of a pair of bellows several pieces of flexible tubing of various lengths a brass box enclosed in wood to hold the heated tobacco and a curved silver pipe for inflating the lungs by passing it down the throat in this connection it may be interesting to give a brief outline of the method recommended by the royal humane society for restoring the apparently dead and in use at the present time the points to be aimed at are first and immediately the restoration of breathing and secondly after breathing is restored the promotion of warmth and circulation these efforts must be persevered in until the arrival of medical assistance or until the pulse and breathing have ceased for an hour the rules to be observed are as follows to adjust the patient's position place him on his back on a flat surface inclined a little from the feet upwards raise and support the head and shoulders on a small firm cushion or folded article of dress placed under the shoulder blades remove all tight clothing from about the neck and chest to maintain a free entrance of air into the windpipe cleanse the mouth and nostrils open the mouth pull forward the patient's tongue and keep it so an elastic band over the tongue and under the chin will answer this purpose to imitate the movements of breathing place yourself at the head of the patient grasp his arms raise them upwards by the sides of his head stretch them steadily but gently upwards for two seconds this induces inspiration and by this means fresh air is drawn into the lungs by raising the ribs immediately turn down the patient's arms and press them firmly but gently downwards against the sides of his chest for two seconds by this means foul air is expelled from the lungs these movements must be continued fifteen times in a minute until a spontaneous effort to respire be perceived during the employment of the above method excite the nostrils with snuff or smelling salts or tickle the throat with a feather rub the chest and face briskly and dash cold and hot water alternately on them friction of the limbs and body with dry flannel or cloths should be had recourse to when there is proof of returning respiration the individual may be placed in a warm bath the movements of the arms above described being continued until respiration is fully restored 
raise the body in twenty seconds to a sitting position dash cold water against the chest and face and pass ammonia under the nose should a galvanic apparatus be at hand apply the sponges to the region of the diaphragm and heart when a spontaneous effort to respire is perceived cease to imitate the movements of breathing and proceed to induce circulation and warmth thus wrap the patient in dry blankets and rub the limbs upward energetically promote the warmth of the body by hot flannels bottles or bladders of hot water heated bricks to the pit of the stomach the armpits and to the soles of the feet on the restoration of life when the power of swallowing has returned a teaspoonful of warm water small quantities of wine warm brandy and water or coffee should be given the patient should be kept in bed and a disposition to sleep encouraged large mustard plasters to the chest and below the shoulders will greatly relieve the distressed breathing in all cases of prolonged immersion in cold water when breathing continues a warm bath should be employed to restore the temperature opposite the receiving house there is an enclosure where the three boats are kept in which the society's men patrol the waters of the serpentine during the bathing hours morning and evening when we remember that two hundred thousand persons bathe in the river every summer it is marvellous that so few fatalities occur a state of affairs for which we have to thank the royal humane society and its energetic men at the rear of the house there is a large building where are kept the ice boats and other appliances by means of which the society provides for the safety of more than one hundred thousand skaters the boats are exactly like stout sea boats and have great breadth of beam that they may be pushed over the ice steadily and quickly runners are fastened on either side of the keel and to protect them from damage by ragged edges of ice they are sheathed in copper nearly to the gunwale here also piled up in regular order are the ladders with which every skater is familiar the stands marked dangerous and the poles for railing round the pond when the ice is unsafe the perfect order and arrangement which characterize every department of the receiving house reflect great credit on the superintendent in charge the society maintains life-saving apparatus at nearly three hundred places in and around the metropolis and many lives are saved by the drags and lifebuoys in winter and in summer the society's men are constantly on the watch and it is satisfactory to know that every care and precaution which experience and foresight can suggest are taken to prevent the ever-present risk of loss of life end of chapter eighteen end of stories of the royal humane society by frank mundell